Howdy ho, you handsome hunk. Grab a snack and gain some chunk. If your day is great or really sunk, we hope to help you shake the funk. So if you're good to hear some junk, buckle up, it's the Junk Monk Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Junk Monk Podcast. I'm your host, Candace Sloan, who you know from Instagram, at Hardens and Hardhats. And I'm Noah, your co-host, you know from at Noah Hernandez. If this is your first time listening, let us fill you in. We are watching and reviewing every episode of the USA hit TV show, Monk, right here each week. And we are going to do so while eating a little bit of junk. So, me and Candace are about to get our junk food delivered by Tobias. Well, he's going to deliver it during junk time. Mm-hmm. So we're so we're waiting patiently, okay? Mm-hmm. Also, you must know I've seen every episode of Monk. I'm a huge fan started watching in 2007 and for the most part watched it as it aired. I've seen seasons 1 and 2 and those we've done on the show and a few scattered here and there in different seasons. So, if we're ready to start the show, Toby, put down the spatula and take it away. Here's, Here's what, what happened. happened. Okay, guys, this is our season 7 wrap up. 16 weeks ago, we started season seven, which is crazy, which obviously we'll get into the episodes and their titles later, but just think like buys a house, how long ago that was, that was our season premiere, that is crazy, that was a very long time ago, so I'm excited to uh, get back into, uh, you know, just wrapping up this season, and as always, we're going to go over all of our things like the... The stuff we've learned about Monk this season, you know, his past, his phobias, his highs and lows. So are we ready to get started? Yes. All right, let's start with Monk's past. What did we learn about his past during season seven? Okay, I have. His dad took him to football games and told him that the players were talking about him. Yes, he says that in a meeting with Dr. Bell. Mm -hmm. That is so sad. Why would you do that? Okay, we get to see Monk reliving his glory days of running. And Mr. Monk takes a punch, Mm -hmm. right? He has solved 99 cases up to the point of his 100th case, which obviously is a plot hole. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the premise, so <laughs> yeah, there you go. it's fact now. <laughs> yes, okay. We also learned in the 100th case that two years ago, they tried to cut Monk out of the budget. Stottlemyre apparently went ballistic, he said. Mm-hmm. He punched a hole through a wall or something. And didn't he say he was going to like lay down his badge or something? Yeah, like, Monk, yeah, like he was going to quit. If Monk wasn't back on or something. Exactly, and then like punched a hole. Yeah, that, I thought that was like, whoa, that's crazy. He used to change his own diaper and also the 100th case. We learned a lot in that episode. We did. That was good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to change his own diaper. It says babysitter, and she's like... Yes, I remember Monk. He used to change his own <laughs> diaper, and then he would crawl across the floor and throw it out. <laughs> yes, also we see the interview with Ambrose, and he says, you know, their dad left after getting Chinese food, mm-hmm. and then after that happened, him and his mom both never left their room, so Adrian was just, like, by himself. He was the only one, which and then he, is so sad. He said it was his hero. Oh, Yeah. That is so sad. Mm-hmm. I really do wish that we got to see Ambrose in a funnier way in that interview somehow. I wish they would have I made some type of Ambrose. joke about, I don't know, Nizam Yu or something. Yeah. I don't know. That would have been funny. But also when Gets Hypnotized, we learned that he was obviously happiest when he was young. In, yeah, right? Because they purposely make him go back in time. He skips over Trudy. He skips over... Like high school, like third period gym or something. He says, like, I can't climb the rope or something. And then, of course, he ends up being a six, seven, eight, nine-year-old. We don't know That's the so inconsistency of the age, but yeah. Um, He loves pancakes, but his mom never made them growing up, which is very sad. Yeah. 
We also learned quite a bit about his dad from Jack Jr. and the other brother, right? Mm -hmm. We learned, you talked about this before, that he was an alcoholic, even though they never mentioned that. But again, they said he was an alcoholic. His favorite song was Ain't Misbehavin'. That he took his coffee with whiskey, so also so he's cool. an alcohol alcoholic. And then, of course, the popcorn with cinnamon. Yes. So, yeah. He was tortured for three years by Roderick Brody uh, in the Four of Swirlies. Oh, also in The Bully, his Nana got him a film camera and a photo cue. <laughs> <laughs> it was a gift from his Nana. <laughs> Leland mentions that in, in Mr. Monk in the Playoffs, that in college, he, Monk, and Trudy stole someone's boat and went out on the lake and then... What a good memory. Yeah, That's what does so the sweet. song say? He's like, why aren't you like that anymore? And looks like, Trudy's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so terrible. And then the last thing about Monk's past is apparently he knows Bob Costas. And oh, nobody yeah. knew this. So he just has this relationship with Bob Costas. And he, obviously, he saved him from crazy cats. Which was crazy in itself. But... That happened in Monk's past, and we did not know that until the playoffs. So, <laughs> okay, that was actually it for Monk's past. So let's move on to Monk relationships. Okay, number one, Dr. Kroger. Oh, A Dr. big loss this season. Yep. Um, of course, it starts with the death, death of Dr. Kroger. Stanley Campbell unfortunately passed away between season six and seven, and they wrote his character off the same way he passed in real life, which I thought was really sweet, through a heart attack. Yep, of course. And then some final thoughts on Dr. Kroger. His final appearance was actually in Mr. Monk Pates, his masterpiece, where he had helped Adrian take up a hobby. Dr. Kroger, he was really, he really was becoming more impactful in season six, I think. Mm -hmm. Dr. Bell, you know, definitely has big shoes to fill. So, speaking of Dr. Bell. Okay, we meet Dr. Bell and we've learned a few things. He's written five books and teaches at Stanford. His name is a palindrome, you know, Nevin. Yeah. That's his first name. Well, Dr. Kroger, his name was a palindrome too, but just to Adrian. (laughs) (laughs) It was to me. (laughs) He has a random family full of women that we saw. (laughs) It's the photo. For no reason. That was, that was strange. They showed it again, right? Like They showed it twice. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like three daughters and his wife or something. Yeah. yeah there, was a, there was a lot of ladies in that photo. Mm-hmm. Adrian obviously does warm up to him. And it's great that he, you know, got to slash had to move on from Dr. Kroger. But mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Bell is, is getting in there. I like it. Uh, next up for his relationship is Kevin Dorfman. We see the unfortunate end of Kevin in the Magician episode. He'd been working at Torini's, you know, the Magician, as an accountant. He found out about, you know, Torini's drug schemes yep. oh my gosh yeah. and then of course was murder he didn't even find out about that though he was just All like he, he just saw the inconsistencies in the numbers he's he like he was just good at his job exactly that is so sad okay continue yeah. we see natalie fight for kevin really hard and we also see monk feel really guilty about him dying because he's he's annoyed monk <laughs> so much monk was like i really feel bad but he was just so annoying. <laughs> and then Natalie helps him through it, of course. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Monk, it's okay. I do the same thing to you. Yes. <laughs> so bad. And then at the end of that episode, Kevin's tape is is played. And that's that was probably one of the saddest moments. Yeah. That was really sad. And yeah. then we also see his chattiness is totally hereditary. <laughs> yes, at the funeral. It's so bad. It is so hereditary. <laughs> Next is Jack Jr., Right? So the entire episode about Jack Jr., Mr. Monk's other brother, 
He was introduced in season five as an idea of a character, right? He was a pot smoker. He lived in the basement. And then in this one, he shows up as an escaped convict. So he definitely <laughs> lived up to his reputation. He's a con man, a grifter, a lovable rogue. Okay. He also talks about his mom, though, right? We learned about the dad, but we learned about his mom uh, that she, you know, died. Yeah. Because he lies and says his mother is alive yes. and well in Amarillo, but she actually died. But he does have a girlfriend. <laughs> Pretending oh to be his mom. So there's that. So he's basically a big fat liar. <laughs> uh, but he does find his way into Monk's heart. And then, of course, by the end, Monk rounds him up to his full brother. Hand to God. God. <laughs> <laughs> um, next we have Marge. So Dr. Bell described Monk's relationship with Marge as a transformative relationship. And he agrees he had been transformed. Yep. He also said in uh, his session with Dr. Bell that he found a piece of himself that he didn't know was missing. He gets pretty deep about Marge in this session. Yeah. She, she like, writes him little notes, like, which makes him refer to Marge as his other mother. Yep. He explains that she's actually proud of him and loves him unconditionally. Just like a real mother. That's so cute. Yep. Which ultimately makes him doubt their relationship and causes it to end. Yep. Very mm-hmm. sad, but this seemed to be one of the better relationships Monk has found thus far. Yep, mm-hmm, that's true. Mm-hmm. Okay, next we have Natalie and Steven. Of course, this is in Mr. Monk is Underwater. Steven is Mitch's best and oldest friend. He and Natalie have always had a little thing for each other, but they just never really seem to have the right timing. They do try to make it work for a hot minute, but Ugh. Natalie can't stop thinking about Mitch, so that was that. Good job, Natalie. No one likes Steven, so... <laughs> handsome enough seemed like a nice guy no no okay mr monk and layla and mr monk falls in love we see monk get a huge 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 crush on layla he meets her in an embassy and everyone accuses monk of liking her and he's all like blushy and stuff he can't even talk he's like the flag is (laughs) your english is good (laughs) she basically asks him out and they go to his armenian restaurant and then Monk ends up going to her apartment where they share the dance. Ugh, Monk can't yes. get over Trudy, so it kind of ends there. But then it really ends when Layla can't get over Monk sending her mother to jail. Yep. All right, next we have Randy and his cabbie girlfriend. This is also in Mr. Monk Falls in Love, right? Mm-hmm. We see Randy getting really cozy with her. <laughs> they really are macking cozy. out hard on this date. But I guess she couldn't get over the dead butcher. In the front seat, because we never yeah. see her again. <laughs> well, I'll follow his cabbie girlfriend with his actress girlfriend. In Monk's 100th case, we see Randy dating Jillian. She's super dumb. Yep. She says the actual victim of the crime is a terrible actress. <laughs> Nobody dies like that. <laughs> uh, that she was the victim. She was actually dead. <laughs> oh my gosh. Although she seems nice enough, and James Novak keeps flirting with her and even kisses her, she really doesn't give him the time of day. She has the cringe scene at the end, though, where she gets fake shot. So maybe that's the end of her. Hopefully. Golly. Hand to God. <laughs> okay, and then we have, I added this one, Stottlemyre and no one. Okay. It was messed up. In the miracle, we learned that he hasn't gotten a date since Linda. And his son, Jared, wasn't even talking to him. But, of course, we do see the phone call at the end. So that was that was good. At least Jared was calling him. But overall, not a great year for the captain. 
Yeah, for real. In the family and love department. So, <laughs> okay. Next, we have just a few things about Trudy and Trudy's case. Do you want to go? Okay, sure. I'll start with uh, Trudy and Trudy's case. It's been around 11 years since Trudy died. She died at Christmas 1997. So that definitely, I added that up with the timeline. where I think they said this in the 100th case where they were talking about like Christmas 1997. Mm. Trudy Monk was headed downtown. She was running some errands. And so we learned a, a few of these things I think are from that episode. In The Genius, Monk says, when Trudy was dying, I got there late. Almost too late. She was slipping away. She couldn't speak. All she could do was reach out. She grabbed me with both hands. Which, plot hole, but... Right, so that's the thing, right? Isn't that not a plot hole? Because also it said, I think this is in the 100th case, that she was 35 years old and she died a short time later after arriving to St. Jude's Hospital. Mm -hmm. So we talked about... uh, She goes to the hospital. She also was slipping away with Monk in her hands... Yeah. At the place. And then also didn't even get to see Monk. Also. In Fight City Hall. Yeah. In Fight City Hall, he was, you know, saving the parking garage that she died in, which he wanted to preserve, like, the evidence in there, but then also said that there, he didn't think that there was any evidence. But and the other part of the plot hole was that, that she also saw the B, you know, with the number. We don't know if it's B2 or B15. I put B15, but. Well, I put B2, so. Wow, we were both so wrong. It's B five. Okay, we earlier last last week we said B. I said B four, and you said B fifteen, and then I said no, it's B two, and it was B five. I was closest. I had a five. Okay, <laughs> what? I was. It was five. And, okay, so like I said, in Fight City Hall, the last thing she quote saw was B fifteen. No, B five, and so. Uh, that's still that's another inconsistency because did she die at the hospital or did she see it we don't know we don't know it's a lot but nevertheless they they try to give us some trudy stuff even though it was very inconsistent and then that's it for trudy we only have the badge left and Mm -hmm. we have one single thing about the badge what is it it takes a punch we see monk almost give up any chance he has at ever getting his badge because he gives up on the fitness test luckily he has ray regis and helps him keep his consulting status. Yep. Okay, so that was it for Monk's past, the badge, relationships. Trudy, relationships. Now we're in our likes and dislikes, also known as lows and highs. We're gonna st- <laughs> we're gonna start with the lows because we like to end on the high note because oh, the okay. lows can get pretty low. That's true. So, do you want to start off, or do you want we'll me to start, start with our little countdown? Yes, we're gonna do our our top three. You can start. You okay. Can start. All right, so our number three low is going to be Monk getting shot, okay? As hilarious as it was, Monk was a huge pain throughout this entire episode. He blamed Natalie for everything, even though most of it, some of it was, most of it wasn't even her fault. He wakes up from his injury. He's already complaining about his legs, right? They're uneven. (laughs) The great unshot. The (laughs) unshot people in the room. The lead free. (laughs) Okay, he makes Natalie wait on him hand and foot. Then he pushes her past her breaking point where she's literally crying on the sidewalk. Mm. He is so mopey and so depressed. But he does come around and apologize in the end. But it's still definitely, definitely one of the lows in the season for sure. Okay, next we have number two, planning the evidence. I thought this one was very, very big. Because Monk's like 
past his breaking point. Monk just cannot solve the case against the genius and promised Linda Kloster that he would. So he stoops down to the lowest low and Stottlemyre has to reel him back in, try and talk him down, calm him down. Then Monk still climbs through the window to plant the oleander powder and for some reason didn't think that the genius would figure him out. The genius really got into his head on this one. Yeah, it was pretty bad. All right, and then our lowest low this season is when Mr. Monk can't fall in love. Of course, Monk has a very big high with Layla when he develops her, you know, the crush on her because he won't accuse her of the murder. He agrees to help her with the case. They basically go on that date. Then he goes to see her and tell her that he can't see her anymore. Then they share the dance. Then it gets too Mm -hmm. real for Mr. Monk and he starts cleaning his wedding ring. Oh, so... That whole scene, that's the, I mean, that is the particular low, right? Because he falls in love, like, in the sense, you know, he, where he, quote, he falls in love. He gets his crush. Then he has all this stuff where it's building up, and then it builds up to this dance, and it just gets too real. It gets too real. And he's like, excuse me. Then he just goes and takes that steel wool and just starts scrubbing. He's like, it won't come off. It won't, like, there's nothing on there. And he's just like, it won't come off. It won't come off. And she's like, I'm lonely, too. And he's like, please, can you just stop being you? Can you just stop? And she's like, oh. And then she's tearing up. And he's tearing up. And then he says he has to go. And it's so, it's soul crushing. Soul Soul crushing. crushing. Yeah. Then it gets even worse. Like we said already, he warms back up to her. And then he's like, okay, let's take it slow. And then she says, go back to your wife. Go back to your life. Go back to both. The end. All right. That was, that was quick and sweet. Lows. Okay, let's get to the highs. Number three, Monk and Marge. Okay, this relationship was, again, really good for Monk. It was so sweet. Marge, like, subdued his quirks. She was a replacement mother to him. This was not only a high because he was happy to be with Marge, but the fact that he did act like a fairly normal person in itself is a huge, huge high for Monk. Yeah. Everything she did impressed him, and everything he did impressed her. They were adorable for sure. And this is a great one to kick off eyes. Yeah, for sure. Okay, next is number two, the bully's marriage. Right? We're talking mm-hmm. about personal highs for Monk, okay? When was Monk the happiest out of this entire season? And this has to be one. You cannot deny how happy he was in this episode. Whether you agree with the morals of why he was so happy, this is absolutely one of those times he was so happy, so happy. After he figures out that his longtime bully's marriage is crumbling, he is on cloud nine. <laughs> He's got the huge grin on his face, like throughout the whole thing. The prison swirls, like Natalie, prison swirls. You don't even want to know what a prison swirly is. <laughs> his pro bono comeuppance, the flower that he sticks in his little lapel pocket, and for sure he was one happy camper in this one. I do wish we could have seen him do the cartwheel. <laughs> we had to. We had to suffer through the cartwheel by proxy. <laughs> yes, we didn't even get to see Natalie do it. God, Dang that would it. have been funny. Can you imagine? He's like trying to help her. Natalie, come on, just like this. Woo, sweet. Don't forget to say we. <laughs> okay, numero uno is Mr. Monk being hypnotized. Yep. This had to have been the hands down, hand of God, hands down, the happiest we've seen Monk all season. He's purposely transported back through time when he was carefree, found a frog named Hoppy, loved pancakes, and man, did it work. 
He was making fun of everything he was doing, making fun of everyone, cooties, Heine. He was essentially wish-fulfilling this entire episode, so how could it not be the happiest moment he could have been in? Of course, it's short-lived like all his happy moments, but still, the biggest high of the season. Yep. That was, it. of course, is so hilarious for us, but very, very happy for Mr. Monk. All right, it's already time for our next segment. Mm-hmm. He's, He's the, the guy. guy. Okay, I'm ready for this one. This okay. is where it gets exciting. We get to hear our favorite and honorable mention celebrities. Okay, so Noah actually made a new category up. I did, I Okay, did. so first we're going to do like normal, where this is our honorable mention and favorite he's the guy so he's the guy is actually like the actors who play the people but like a character would be monk so we're gonna have our favorite he's the guy and then we're gonna have our next one is gonna be oh we'll we'll tell you in a minute we'll tell you in a minute right what do you mean or do you want to we'll we'll go we'll do these first we'll do our he's the guys first okay okay so do you want to go first or you want me to go first how do you want to do it uh, I'm going to go first okay. because I'm actually changing mine. Okay. My honorable mention is Steve Zahn. Oh, okay. Who is Jack Jr. I really liked him because he played a big role and he wasn't like, you know, just another villain. Uh, which, yeah. I mean, because, you know, he's not like my favorite actor in the world. But, you know, he was in Diary of a Wimpy Kid, something I grew up with. And that's why he's my honorable mention. Go okay. ahead, Candace. Cool. Okay, my honorable mention is Steve Valentine. Oh, from uh, The Magician. Yes, yes. I had to give it to The Magician. He helped make this episode a standout, in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. y'all know I've, so far I've really liked the, the Magician episode. I feel like they could have gotten any other actor to, like, do that. Like, they could have done, like, Howie Mandel or, like, Stanley Tucci. Mm-hmm. But Steve Valentine, like, he looked the part. His accent... Like, British accent, his persona, he had the black slicked back hair. Like, he looked like a magician. It was all very, very on point. Mm -hmm. So, I think he did a fantastic job. I agree. Steve Valentine as the magician. Candace, now, for season seven, my favorite celebrity guest star is... Julie Bowen. Julie Bowen. Nice. Okay. I actually switched them because I had my, my heart set out on Steve Zahn being my favorite, but I've been rewatching Modern Family, Candace. She's so good. She is so good. She is so good. I love Julie Bowen, and oh my gosh, she deserved it. Hands down. I don't care what you say. You're not well, she also her. had to do the twin thing. Mm-hmm. She had to act as herself, as you know, as a different. Ca- yeah. She had to act as two different characters with, like nobody sitting there. Yeah, you know, maybe they had like a stand-in or something, but they have to do it. You know, where they piece it together mm-hmm. and everything. So that's always impressive whenever people can play that off. Yeah. Well, and when they're not really even acting with somebody else. So that was that's yeah. a good one. I, I like that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, my favorite. He's the guy. Has to be. Eric McCormick, you know this. I just absolutely love Eric McCormick. He is obviously James Novak in the 100th episode. Oh. Okay. He is a great villain. Okay. I thought he was very cunning and mm-hmm. smug. I love that they used him in the 100th episode because I personally love him so much. <laughs> but I thought that making him the TV host was a good touch. 
and that they hosted it in his house. So he got to be in the episode the whole time. Yeah. I really, really liked that. So I thought that was a really great use of him in my opinion. So, but yes, Eric McCormick, my favorite. Julie Bowen, that's a good one too. All right. Next is... Honorable side character. Yes. Honorable mention side character. So this is a character that doesn't necessarily have to, anything to do with the actor. Just the character. Noah made this up. So this Noah... This could be villain. Oh, my favorite villain was the genius. This could be favorite side character. And my honorable mention side character is Marge. Was, Marge. Okay. Yeah. She was so cute. Yeah, she was. <laughs> Yep. My favorite thing about Marge was she replaced Monk's mom. Not replaced. That sounds a little harsh. But mm-hmm. she was uh, she was there for Monk. Mm-hmm. And she was still free from the end, even though, you know, that whole spiel happened. Yeah. But I, she was always just a good mother figure for Monk. And I really loved her. Yep. Okay. I am going to go with my honorable mention side character is Malcolm O'Dwyer. And this is the lotto guy from Mr. Monkey's Lotto Fever. Okay. Oh my god. We were all so sad to see him die. Oh. Right? So oh to me, that just shows god. how much of a good side character he was. Because you're like, oh, this guy was I cute forgot. and funny. And then he died. I forgot about him. Yeah, that's a good one, right? That is such I, a good one. I love his like genuineness and then his lucky numbers. Like he had this whole ag- algorithm and everything. And then, of course, he had his tiny little scissors. You're going to make me cry. And he's, he has his tiny scissors. And they're like, do you own a pair of scissors? And he's like, uh, doesn't everyone? He's like, they're right there in the drawer. And they're like these little tiny like green scissors. kid scissors. Or kid oh. scissors. And then he makes fun of the captain. Because he's like, how many lottery tickets do you buy? And he's like, uh, 20. And he's like, oh, you're really shotgunning there, huh? That's <laughs> 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 so bad. And he's like... He's like, all I need is one ticket, one ticket, because I got my lucky numbers. And he's like, oh, how much money have you won? He's like, like this year or of all time? He's like, how about of all time? He's like, zero. (laughs) (laughs) So good. (laughs) Such a good side character. I love it. That's my honorable mention. Okay. My season seven favorite side character was... Chet's! Uh-huh. Mr. Monk makes the playoffs. Oh my gosh, Chet was the bomb. He was so funny. He was like, he was Monk's best friend. Yep. He what was, he was Monk's best friend. You chose Monk's mom and his best friend. Yeah. His replacement best friend and his replacement <laughs> mom. That's so funny that you chose them. Chet is just, he's too golden to not be my favorite. I just, I love you man, Chet, if you're out there listening to this. Do you need a band-aid? Nope, here's your band-aid. <laughs> oh, go, go, no. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, y'all ready for my favorite side character this season? Go, go, go. The vampire from the Morbid Cafe. <laughs> okay, it's impression time, ladies and gents. Sit back and relax. Okay, it says... Oh, Natalie. Mm, what a delicious name. <laughs> Why are you talking like that? I don't know what you mean, but I see we go to the same tailor. <laughs> um, we'd like to talk to you about a woman named Cassandra Rank. I believe she used to work here. Yes, Cassandra Rank. A most delectable young girl. I remember drinking her blood. It was the most exquisite aperitif. Uh, she was killed two days ago. Someone <laughs> strangled her. 
what? Are you serious? Oh my God. You must have thought, this is a job, right? I mean, this is not real blood. This is makeup. Oh man. Stuff I said about drinking her blood. Oh crap. When did she work here? Uh, about a year ago. And she split. I mean, nobody stays here that long. Uh, yeah. And there was another woman named Barbara McFarlane. She worked here too, didn't she? Yes, Barbara McFarland. She had a very delectable neck. I'm sure of that. In fact, I am oh positive. <laughs> she was killed too. Oh, come on. Why didn't you just say that? I look like a monster. A real monster. And I'm not. Oh, hell. Oh, oh man. That is, I die every time I see that. My favorite, absolute favorite is the pause. It's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, okay, this gives me the green light to go back into character. And he's like, oh, crap. Are you kidding? I look like a freak. All that stuff I said about drinking your blood. <laughs> okay. I'm getting hot. All right. <laughs> Time to move on to junk time. Welcome back to my favorite time and yours in the show where I eat junk and Candace asks me questions. Except. Except Toby has <laughs> delivered our special treat. Okay. I've been waiting all season to eat this. Not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Someone tagged me in a Flamin' Hot Cheetos mac and cheese. And I have been dying to try it. So I got these little, like, personal bowls. There's mm-hmm. flaming Hot. I have that. Noah has... Cheesy Jalapeno. Cheesy Jalapeno. Okay, I'm going to try... I, so I, yours actually looks better. Yeah. So I'm going to try this one first. Okay. How is it? Is it hot? Mm-hmm. It is a spicy meatball. <laughs> mm. I love flaming Hot. So... Mine's not bad. I want to try yours. super Jalapeno. Isn't bad? No. But it tastes like jalapeno, right? Mm-hmm. It tastes like jalapeno. Careful. Yours is super cheesy. Mm-hmm. This one's not cheesy. That's good. It's just good. It tastes like ramen. These were actually in the last Mystery Monk box. Really? Mm-hmm. I found the big boxes, though. So you could make them and make the whole box. Wow. So yeah, whoever got it, make sure you um let us know what you think. I, I like it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, let's go ahead and... um discuss what our favorite junk was throughout the season mm-hmm. we're gonna get an honorable mention junk and a favorite so we have sprite cranberry oreo cheesecake s'more cereal caramel corn with peanuts christmas cookies beef jerky brownie bites that was the same day mm-hmm. those weren't bad that was just a little that was a little impromptu snack we That's grabbed there. True. The beef jerky actually was good. Remember, we sat there after the show mm-hmm. and ate the whole bag. Yeah, we ate the whole thing. We forgot to eat it during the show, and then afterwards we ate the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, fettuccine and ham sliders. That was really good. We did the banquet and Link Cuisine meals. No, that was fun. That was a really good one. Mm-hmm. We did the cheese ball for our 100th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was... Please. <laughs> that was made real wrong. <laughs> we also we ate some after the show though. Yeah. And it was it wasn't bad. It wasn't mm-hmm. terrible. It really wasn't. It just I know we made it wrong. That was way too much dust. Mm-hmm. Also just standard Oreos, birthday cake soda. That was Ooh. our that was our first junk ever. Big red and pancakes. That was 
my sad little cold pancake. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Save for like 12 hours. Nacho fries and pixie sticks. Chex Mix. Fudge Pop-Tart Bites. Those were good, but the strawberry ones are better. And last last season, Ooh. my number one was the Pop-Tart Bites. That's true. So, BLTs. Mm. That was good. A lot of avocado. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have the Moon Pie. Mm. The Zagnut. Oh, remember we talked about how they were... They found they were so monkey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, ooh, the Girl Scout cookies, the French toast. Oh yeah, the toastiers. Uh, the ice pop thing. The, the icy pop. Uh huh. DQ. I remember that. It was cold. Oh yeah, you had cold DQ. Okay. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. That might be a contender for me. No. I ate Noah's old Dairy Queen afterwards. I heated it up in the air fryer. That's not funny. It was so good. It was so good. Okay. I ate the fries too. I'm not what about lie. the next one? Tres leches cake. That Same one. Day. That was extremely good as well. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> okay. Not gonna lie though. Was it last a couple of nights ago? I left here, and on the way home, I wanted to stop at Walmart and get another tres leches cake. It was all I could think oh. about. And Walmart closes now because they're twenty four hours. Yeah, they used to be twenty four hours. They close now, so I couldn't stop. I get it. Yeah. I had to settle for an Oreo shake at Jack in the Box. But it was good, but I was thinking I was thinking about that Tres uh-huh. Leches cake. I was going to stop at Walmart at like midnight to go get one. <laughs> so that could be up there too. This is the baby shower afterwards. Um, the macaroons. Mm-hmm. The Oreo balls. So, I love so the Oreo good. balls. They're so good. Now. And... They flaming no. hot Cheetos mac and cheese. Oh yeah, we had the hot dogs last week. Oh, the hot the yeah, Coney the, Island. The, chi- the, chi- the chili Coney. cheese. Coney. Che- chili cheese Coney. Coney. Chili cheese island. <laughs> okay, so out of all these on the list, what are we thinking? Our honorable mention and favorite. Straight off the bat for me, honorable mention, s'more cereal. Really? That is okay. a classic. It is a classic. I don't even know if that was my junk. I think it was. It was, yeah, because you ate the whole bowl like way mm. before junk time, and you went and got something else. Yeah, that was beautiful. Yes, I I love that. Did you eat all yours already? Yeah. Dang it. Ugh. Did you? No, but I wanted some of yours. Oh, you should have said something. For, I didn't even think about it. I just kept going. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's my honorable mention. My honorable mention, the tres leches cake. Okay, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, okay it was very that. good. Wet cake. So mm-hmm. wet. I love it. <laughs> My favorite drink of the season is... Banquet and Lean Cuisine. Oh, nice. That's I thought you would do that. You really did. You really, really did like that. That was you so really good. You really did. It was like a whole meal. It was. It was, re- it was. I mean, it is a whole meal. That is, you know that's what? what it's intended for. The hot dogs. were for The hot dog. That was really good. I don't know if it was we were just super hungry. But we that were was very good. hungry. My favorite junk for this season seven is fettuccine and ham sliders. No way! Yes. This was what? this was leftovers that mm-hmm. I guess Toby whipped it up. I'm not sure who made it, but Toby delivered it, and it was a little pilaf of fettuccine alfredo. Yes. And then, like, Hawaiian rolls or something, and it had ham, maybe a little bit of turkey or bacon or something. It was so good. It was leftover Thanksgiving food. I love Thanksgiving food. And it was leftover Thanksgiving food. I thought you were going uh, the moon pie. But that was also your junk, so I didn't actually get to eat it Mm -hmm. during the show. 
So, yeah. I'm oh. going with the ham sliders. All right, let's go to... I like to give y'all the little Instagram update. So we're going to look at our trivia for the season and our Here's the Thing Thursdays. So I will say, I will say, you guys did very well on the trivia this season. So I might not even have very many. Let's see what this one is. The first one is from Mr. Monk Gets Lotto Fever. How much money did Malcolm O'Dwyer win? Zero dollars? That is correct. Most of y'all said $100,000. What the heck? Yeah. Okay, this one is also from Mr. Monk Gets Lotto Fever. Monk says, who could do Natalie's job? Another bimbo. Yeah, it's, a fi- an- it's another bimbo. A five-year-old, a talking monkey, or Harold Crenshaw? Well, does- I think it's bimbo. But does he actually say another bimbo? No, he cuts off and he's like, another bit. No, important person. Oh, important. Yeah, yes. I was like, what did he say? Yeah. So most of you said another bimbo, but actually he tells Dr. Bell in their session a talking monkey could do her job. Remember? And then he holds the number upside down and he's like, 91, number 91. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, it's actually 16. <laughs> oh, okay, so y'all missed two on, the, on that one episode. Let's see what else we have. Here's a kind of close one. Why does Monk go see the hypnotist to get over his phobias, to cure his depression, to remember the details of a case, to enjoy the little things in life? I am confident in saying D, to enjoy the little things in life. That is correct. Yeah. A lot of you said to get over his phobias. I mean, yeah, that's understandable. Okay. In the miracle, Monk and Natalie dress up as what to talk to the captain? Monks. That is correct. Close one was elves. Okay, this was a tough one. From Mr. Monk and the Lady Next Door, which of these foods did a monk not eat in this episode? Carrots, eggs, muffins, spaghetti. I th- I'm going to go with eggs. That is correct. Oh, thank God. He did not Woo! eat eggs. She made cranberry muffins. She told him not to play with the spaghetti. And then remember, he was eating mixed vegetables. Which had carrots in them. Uh, yep. Okay, dang. next one. You probably will get this one. In Mr. Monk Makes the Playoffs, what pages were seen out of order in the playbook? 23, 25, and 26. 36, 38, 37. Oh. 43, 42, 45. Or 56, 59, 57. Mm, I don't know. I'm going to stick on my gut and go C40s. I don't know. That is incorrect. What is it? It's 36, 38, 37. Yep. Are you kidding me? Yep. Okay, and then the last one is actually from Mr. Monk. Makes the playoffs. Let's hear it. What kind of cat tried to kill Bob Costas? Calico. That is correct. That was an easy one. Y'all said Siamese. Was the top answer. Wow. Then Persian. Wow. Then Calico. Wow. And then Himalayan. Oh my god. Those are some pretty good cat names though, right? Those are. I came up with those. (laughs) I'm proud of that. Okay. I might have to make the the trivia harder for you guys then. I know. Because y'all missed very few this season. Yeah. So I am proud. I am proud. Okay. Let's see some here the thing Thursdays. Okay. So our first one is from Mr. Muck of the Genius. Would you rather chess or checkers? Chess. 
56% said chess. Who plays checkers? I do remember. Yeah, because you don't want to play chess because you're stupid. I know. That's so <laughs> half of our audience. Welcome to team. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Okay. Have you heard of saltines and butter? Yes. 50% said yes. Oh, so the other 50 said no? Yeah, but I had never heard of that, remember? I yeah, was giving I you a really that. hard time about I do. eating saltines I do remember and butter. That, in fact. And then, and then my last one was, would you try saltines and butter? 63% said sure. And 37% said, ew, no. Okay, our next one is from Mr. Monk Takes a Punch. Did you ever take the fitness gram? I did. 60% said, yep. And 40% said, don't think so. Yep. We have some international people, I guess. Have you heard of the pacer test? Yes. 73% said yes. Whoa. Yeah. That's even weirder. Yeah. Which I guess you, you could have heard of it, but never have taken it. That's like, true. if you're an adult, I did look it up. I did do a little bit of a deep dive after we did that. Mm-hmm. And it said, like, the very first class to do it was, like, 2009. Oh, wow. And so I was like, exactly. It was when I was a junior in high school. That's why I was saying, like, yeah, we did it. Like, we were like the guinea pigs for this. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Monk is underwater. <laughs> Would you go on a submarine? Everyone said no. Not everyone, but most people. 61% said, sure. What? Yep. You got some daredevils. Yep. Okay. And how long would you be in a submarine? We have a week or two. Jeez. Okay. An hour. Mm, I hear that. Okay, okay. One day. I could handle like a few hours or so, but I wouldn't want to sleep in one overnight. I could hear that. Okay. A couple of days. As long as I get to be on it. Whoa. So someone's like wants to stay on it. Probably just a day unless I had board games and books and Wi-Fi. <laughs> And then four hours. So, all right. And then, have you been on a cruise? No. 66% said not yet. Yeah. I like how you guessed them. This is fun. I know. <laughs> Everyone should play along at home. They need to. Oh. Okay, what about this one? What about this one? Mr. Monk falls in love. Did Mr. Monk really fall in love? No. 67% said I think so. 33% said, nah. Wow, we got some real 33%ers out there. Right? (laughs) Okay. For Mr. Monk's 100th episode, I asked, do you like crime shows? Mm. Like, not like Monk, but like a 2020 dateline, that type of stuff. Yes. 65% said, for sure. Yeah, I knew it. Okay. For Mr. Monk gets hypnotized, have you ever been hypnotized? Nope, no one has. 96% said no way. Whoa. Yeah, so I don't know who the lone one person was. (laughs) Have you ever seen anyone be hypnotized in person? Nope. 91% said not yet. God. So two people said yep. What? And then what age would you want to be hypnotized to? We asked each other this and we had a hard time with it. Someone said nine. Someone said never. Someone said 20. Someone said never. It's manipulation. Someone said 16. Someone said 20 years. I don't know. Someone said young. I would never. Lindsay said, I actually asked my parents this the other day. They both said mid-20s and I said kindergarten. Interesting. true. And then someone said 15. Someone said eight years old. A lot of people came out for that one. I like that one. That was good. Okay. I asked for Mr. Muck and the Miracle. What did you get for Christmas? 
Someone said an amazing air fryer. Someone okay. said a white lab puppy. Oh, that was Luke Sec. He sent me a picture. It was so cute. Aww. Oh, Lindsay said, y'all already know some of what I got for Christmas because we sent her her gift bag. Mm-hmm. But also she got a baby Yoda Lego set. <gasps> so cute. Um, someone said a keyboard. And then someone said money for Elton John concert tickets. Whoa. That is cool. I like that one. That's fun. <laughs> okay. Next is Mr. Monk's other brother. Would you harbor your fugitive brother? No. 62% said yes. What? Yes. Criminals. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. I asked buffet cutoffs. Do we let people eat or do we cut them off? We let them eat. 75% said let them eat. Yeah. Okay. What food would you eat for a food eating contest? Hot dog. This one's good. Watermelon. That, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's good. I would eat rice. But watermelon isn't filling. Neither is rice. So it would... What? Neither is rice. Are you joking? Rice is like literally the most filling no, thing you could eat. Oh, no. Okay, I, guys. I like six bowls of rice Please ride into the show and tell Noah that rice is literally meant to be a filling Rice food. is literally meant to... Be a filler. No, and no, fill no. you up. Yes. It's, it's oh, my God. kind of a filler, but at the same time, you just gotta put a little salt in it. Oh my gosh! You just because you love just rice and you can eat it. <laughs> Does not mean it's not filling? Okay, chicken wings, pizza. That's a tough one. That's worse than chicken wings. That is worse than chicken wings. It's worse than chicken wings. Uh, Lindsay says I agree with grapes, but I would pick raspberries. I used to eat containers full of them as a kid. Ew, ew, ew. I, I actually really like raspberries, raspberries, but they get really tart. If they're tart, yes. I couldn't eat them in a food contest. I'd be like, what? <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, wow. Someone said chicken wings also. I can oh get gosh. through about 100. Whoa. Like, whoa. Someone said hot dogs. Luke said cookies. Cookies? Yep. It depends. If they were like smooshy cookies, then yeah. You know, like Joanna Gaines style. Wow, but if they're like stale, give me like four and I'd pass out. <laughs> and actually, that was our last one because we we're recording this before I could ask anymore. What? So, yeah. That was it. No. Is that all of junk time? We do have, I think, one last thing for junk time, which is we're going to go over our listener list. <gasps> okay. So I had quite a few people submit their. Uh, rankings for their favorite episodes from number 16 mm-hmm. to number one. So, um, Lindsay actually got hers in. This is obviously at Lindsay Chambers, right? We all know Lindsay. We got her list at the very clutch last second, and it was the most Ooh. different from our list. Oh, wow. So, I thought that it was good for us to do. Wait, and that's a spoiler. Well, I mean, Candace. I come on. It's hard to remember them anyway, so just follow along with me, okay? Okay. All right, so this is Lindsay's least favorite to her most favorite. Okay, so least favorite is Underwater. Woo! Okay, whoa. <laughs> Spoilers. Come on. Spoilers. Okay, On Wheels. Wait, which one is that? Where Mr. Monk's in the wheelchair. Uh, what? Okay, uh, thank you. Okay, I'm going, I'm going. Okay, Takes a Punch. Okay. Lotto Fever. Falls in Love. Ooh. Other Brother. Ooh. The Bully. The Genius. <gasps> City Hall. Playoffs. Lady Next Door, Buys a House, The Miracle, Magician, Gets Hypnotized, and The 100th Case. That's Lindsay's list, okay? So we're going to compare it. It was the most different, so I was like, okay, let's do this thing. All right. So we're almost there, guys. Hang with us. Next, we're going to move on to 
plot holes. Okay, Noah, I love this. this is my favorite time of the show <laughs> where you tell me where you are most proud of your plot hole and also your biggest plot hole of the season. Okay. <clears throat> my most proud of one is not only being terrible at the at the lotto. Yeah. It's just something you don't think about in the episode. Yeah. Because you they try and throw you off the tracks with the whole, this guy's probably evil, but he ends up not being evil. So then it's like, oh, yes, yes. Why? Yeah. Good. You were totally on that. You were totally thought she was being makes a friend in like, mm-hmm. oh, well, the, you know, this doesn't make any sense because she's terrible at the lottery. This guy wants something from her. And then it ended up not being about that at all. So you're like, wait a second. She was terrible at the lottery. Then why? Mm-hmm. what was that guy doing? He was hiring someone who wasn't any good. I like that one. Thank you. That's actually good. And I, I, I would think of that as a more like surface level. Like, well, that's kind of weird. She doesn't. She's not any good at the lottery, mm-hmm. but I liked the actual more inside that yeah. that you gave to it. Okay, so mine that I am most proud of has got to be, this is really recent, but Mr. Monk and the Magician. I was Ooh. pretty proud of this one because I figured it out when I was writing the synopsis and I was thinking of when Kevin was asked to fill in for the show, like at what point he was asked to fill in. Mm-hmm. So I watched it back and Torini has about 40 seconds between figuring out that Kevin has seen the incorrect numbers and then he decides in 40 seconds, not only that he wants to kill him, but also plotting the entire murder and including his girlfriend and the trip to Reno all in the murder. So I'm pretty dang proud of that one. That's a good one. That is 40 seconds of... That's a good one. No, no. Okay. Are you ready? Biggest plot hole of the season... I'll go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, my first hole is, this is going to be hard to explain, everyone bear with me, the fountain and Mr. Monk and the miracle. So basically, there's this fountain, but this fountain is useless. But apparently, if you drink from this fountain, you don't need any medication and you're, you're cured, right? But here's what happened. The fountain was a hoax, and it was just the doctor who stopped giving them bad medication. My flaw is they're going to the doctor to get medication because they have illness or whatever. The doctor poisons them so they go to the fountain and then what? He stops giving them medication because they think that they're healed. He yeah. stops giving them medication. He, they throw away their medication. Yeah, they yeah. throw away the medication. And so they still need medication. They would They would be getting better in the sense that they threw away bad medic- medication that was making them sicker, yeah. but they were still, they were still originally sick. sick. Yeah. yeah. If you get a cold, and then you get something for that cold, but the thing, for, if you get med- medicine for that cold, but the, you stop taking the medicine because it's bad for you, you're not cured from the cold. Yeah. You, you would, still have cold. Yeah. Need medicine for the cold. Yeah. And that's what the entire episode is about. Mm-hmm. So that's my biggest problem. Yeah. I'm proud of that one. That's it debunks part- the entire episode. Yeah. It does. Yeah. I would say so. That does definitely debunk the entire episode. I think it's better than mine, honestly. Oh. I think that's, I mean, I think it's bigger to the plot than mine, but mm-hmm. I will share mine. Go ahead. Which is the missing timeline and Mr. Monk is underwater. Okay. So mm-hmm. again, bear with me. All right. Just like with Noah. Okay. <laughs> So Stephen, right, Natalie's guy Stephen, was going to ask Monk to look into the death on the submarine. 
He never mentioned being in any type of time crunch. Like he had to be back to the ship. He had to be on board. Like we have 20 minutes. We need to go right now. He casually went to Monk's apartment and asked him. Oh, yeah. Can you check this out? He says, oh, sure. Let's let's go. Then they just happen to go back during a fleet wide emergency. And then they're on the submarine. Like no exceptions. You cannot get off of this submarine. You cannot leave. It doesn't matter. You're trapped on here. Okay, well, th- they're lucky that Steven was even there on the submarine because he could have easily just have been, they could have stopped to get a coffee. They could have went and got lunch. They could have done anything. He could have just been at Monk's a little bit longer. Like, there's why on earth would Steven have been there? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? They made this fleet-wide emergency. Steven just happened to be there. He didn't have to be back there. And then Natalie made up the arbitrary time limit Mr. Monk, just three minutes, three minutes, 180 seconds. But the real problem is that Stephen didn't even have to be there. That's, that's my thing. Yeah. To me, that just doesn't make any sense because it also ties into the fact that they didn't let a civilian get off board. Like, no, no, this, were you crazy? This is on lockdown, blah, blah, blah. You're like, you're lucky Stephen is even here Yeah. because he could have been at Mr. Monk's house. I think, so that's a very like forced He's trapped on a submarine for four days. Forced. It's a forced plot line to me. So. I think so. we did good. I think we did too. All I, right. I like that. That was fun. Okay, cool. How crazy was Monk this season? Plus. All the crazy moments. Every single one of them. Okay, not, not really. <laughs> I didn't write down. That would just. Did you get the greatest ones? Um, okay, so what we're going to do first, we're going to go over Monk's phobias. Oh, okay, so these are okay. the things we've actually learned. Like he's actually afraid of this particular thing. Okay. Then we're going to go over some monk eccentricities and then we'll end it with our choice top crazy moment. So your, t- what you think is the craziest, what I think is the craziest. Okay. So let's do phobias first. Okay. So in Mr. Monk gets auto fever, we learned that he's afraid of the contact lens fluid that is like, it spills out on him. Like, that's part of the case. Like, oh, oh yeah. Malcolm O'Dwyer only put one contact in, and then he jumps out of the building. And they're like, who puts one contact in? And then Monk spills it on himself. And so he's like, ugh. So he's afraid of contact. That's a good one. Lens fluid. That is a good one. That's a very small thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he's afraid of submarines. Not too surprising, but yeah, he's afraid <laughs> of submarines. Are you familiar with the word float? <laughs> He's afraid of boats too, but definitely submarines. <laughs> He's afraid of mountains or at least underwater mountains, right? <laughs> Ma- you you hit a mountain? <laughs> you hit a mountain. I'm sorry. I'm not understanding. You hit a mountain. <laughs> How do you hit a mountain? I'm with you, Monk. I am so with you. Um, he's afraid of the ocean, the Pacific Ocean, ocean in his shoes, and ocean in his pants. <laughs> ocean in my pants. Ocean in my pants. <laughs> Okay, we learned that he's afraid of hibachi dining and falls in love. Like, he's not, like, fearful of it, but then once he figures out, like, wait a second, I've never heard of a recipe that said the word hat. Because <laughs> they're flipping things on their hat, he's spitting on the salt, and he's like, okay, where are we going to go? He's like, I'm sorry, I thought this was, like, way, way, way off cabaret show. <laughs> So I'm sure that from now on, he will definitely not be going to any hibachi yeah. dining. <laughs> um, in the 100th case, we see another list of phobias. So some we already knew, but the list is mm. heights, germs, spiders, milk, 
crowds, elevators, fire, rabbits, tunnels, bridges, boats, boats, <laughs> decaffeinated coffee, lightning, wind, egg whites, why, and naked people, and, and death. We also have swirlies. Um, we also have his actual bully, you know, Roderick Brody, and he still has nightmares about it. I know, that's so sad and true, Yeah. <laughs> We know he's he. We know he's scared of enclosed spaces, but now we specifically know he's afraid of magicians' boxes. <laughs> he's afraid of soot from when he was in the basement. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. He's afraid to be afraid of not being afraid. <laughs> Wait. Did I say that right? He's afraid to. So. He's afraid to think about being afraid of not being afraid. He's afraid to think. I don't even want to know. Yeah. It's a Mr. Monk <laughs> of the Miracle. He's like, I think Mr. Monk's afraid of not being afraid. And then he's like, Mr. Monk, are you afraid of not being afraid? And he's like, I'm afraid to think about it or something. <laughs> so he's afraid to think about being afraid, not being afraid. I don't know. I, I, it's close. <laughs> close enough. Uh, he's afraid of bombs. Yep. Okay. All right. We're on to Monk eccentricities. So not necessarily Ooh. phobias, but things that we learn that Monk does. Mm-hmm. So in the very first episode of the season, we when we meet Dr. Bell, he gives Adrian a glass and he says, oh, it's half... A glass, the glass is half full or half half empty, however you want to see it. Mm-hmm. So we know that Monk likes his glass half full or half empty. He has exactly 100 holes in his shower nozzle. He takes forever to write a check and he, he can't void them. It's not up to him. It's, he, it's, not, it's not in the rules. <laughs> That's in Mr. Monk and the Genius. He wipes his spoon after every single bite in Lotto Fever. Yeah. Which there's no way, because he doesn't do that. Yeah. He doesn't do that any other time. I don't know why he was doing that, but he did in that episode. Yeah. He also vacuums his entire apartment, <laughs> then he cleans the vacuum, and then vacuums again, and we <laughs> learned that in the 100th case. Um, he also vacuums the vacuum with a tiny vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> this is also true in the Mr. Monk's 100th case. We also, in that episode, we learned a little bit more about the hand thing. Because he's talking to James Novak, and he says that it helps him focus on the problem and block out the rest of the world, and it helps him block out any distractions or anything that might be upsetting him. <laughs> he's like, so you're blocking me out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he can't enjoy the little things, like rainbows and baby birds. I know, and Mr. Monk gets hypnotized. Oh, and then in the miracle, he has the cardboard Christmas tree. Aww. We've only seen it once, but... You know it's a thing. <laughs> um, Monk's new fa- Monk's newfound love for the square tomato. Yep. <laughs> of course, that is probably the most famous thing on this list, I will say. <laughs> he also is now the proud owner of 10 acres in the Brazilian rainforest that he doesn't have to water, visit, or think about. <laughs> <laughs> he will not walk on, at a no-walk sign. Yep, that's true. He's going to give it 30 more minutes. <laughs> he enjoys a nice cubed muffin in Mr. Monk and the Lady Next Door. And he's never done a cartwheel. Yep, Mr. Monk and the Bully. He's never done a cartwheel. Crazy. So sad. Okay, now we're on to our choice crazy moment. What do you have for us, Noah? Okay, my choice crazy moment is... Getting hypnotized. Getting hypnotized. Nice. Okay. All right. So while hypnotized, we have we have a wonderful series of events. Yes, that goes we on. do. Um, she's a liar, Stardomaya. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> when he when he's walking past the news camera lady and he shows Javi to yes. it. It's um, the best. Dr. Bell impression. Blah blah blah. Tell me about your mother. Yak yak yak. How does that make you feel? Words, words, words. Dr. Smell. <laughs> was that even when he was hypnotized? I think that was before. Oh, it was. It was. That was. It was really good, though. Who cares? And then, last but not least, his prediction of everything that happened is here's what happened. And and you could see he died of embarrassment because she could see his hiding. <laughs> I can see his butt. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's so good. Okay, that is good. All right, so my top choice crazy moment is... Hands down, Mr. Muck is underwater. His hallucination of Dr. Bell. That's a good one! Yes, okay. There wasn't... There's Honestly, there's not a lot to quote because it's really hard mm-hmm. to... To like, you, cause you have to imagine like Dr. Bell is there and he can see him, but no one else can. <laughs> so he's like talking about him. Oh, and like at the very end of the bad guy, he's like, you're delusional. No one's going to believe you. And Monk is like, oh yeah, Dr. Bell, tell him. It's <laughs> 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 so funny. Okay. And I do have, I do have a little quote. Okay. So this is when we first realized that he's hallucinating. So this is Monk. He says, honestly, I don't know what I'd do if you weren't here. Dr. Bell. Yes, it's quite fortuitous. I heard you were on a submarine and I thought you could use my help. So I climbed on board just as the ship was going underwater. What do we do now? We're going to take it one day at a time. You're doing very well in spite of your condition. I'd even say you're being rather heroic. Well, I have to be brave for Natalie's sake. (laughs) She's just a girl. She's depending on me. Well, she's lucky to have you. That's true. <laughs> what? Medal of Honor? I think that's a bit premature, Dr. Bell. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, man. And then, of course, at the very end, when he's like, he's like, Dr. Bell, thanks. We'll see you later. And then Dr. Bell's on the other side of the bridge. He's like, Adrian, how are you doing? He's like, whoa. What? How did you do that? And he's like, oh, Lieutenant Disher told me you were here. So I pulled up. And he's like. How did you get here? He's like, oh, I parked just right out there. And he's like, I know, but okay. Wow, that's crazy. And then he's like, why don't you tell me all about your trip? And he's like, but you were just there. It just happened. He's like, um, yes. Yes, I was. The mind works in crazy ways. It really does. So good. Has to be the most crazy moment this season, I think. I love that. that was, okay. That was a good one. All right, guys. We're on to our final segment. Rate this season. Okay, here we go. All right, so jump into it. We're going one through sixteen or sixteen through one. I'm an idiot, and we're 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 saying our average scores. So the score that we're saying is the average of our two scores together that we've given throughout the season. Okay, Noah, what is our first episode? Our least favorite episode. It's the same as Lindsay's. Mr. Monk is underwater. Woo! I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) It is a 6.25. 6.25. That is the lowest this season. Okay. 
For me, definitely one of the bottom of the barrel episodes oh, yeah. throughout the series. Mm-hmm. Just throughout the series. It wasn't very funny. The crime was boring. Like, it was pretty boring. Mm-hmm. The whole time they're on a submarine, so that can kind of get repetitive. Mm-hmm. And also it was a lot of Natalie and Steven. I said before that it felt like an NCIS episode. I've never mm-hmm. seen that show, <laughs> but it did <laughs> to me, which is why I don't watch NCIS. <laughs> Sorry if you like that show. But I will say that the Natalie Stephen thing was the most interesting thing that happened, which is not a yeah. good thing. Actually, I like the Dr. Bell. Like we were just oh, about. no, mm-hmm. that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, it was, I will say though, too, with the Dr. Bell thing, that it was funnier than some of the other bottom yeah. episodes, I think, mm-hmm. with just that one storyline. Yeah. And it, it obviously gave us amongst like most crazy moments. Yeah. So. It's not terrible. It's. It's watchable. It's, it's close. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's at the bottom. It's definitely deserves the bottom spot. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Sure. Okay. All right. Number 15, Mr. Monk buys a house. Which is a 6.25. It's the same. It's it the, is the same, same score. But me and Candace just had to kind of even it out. You you actually rated this higher. Yeah. You rated it a 7.5. And last time you rated it a 6.5 for underwater. Yeah. I stand by that for sure. Mm-hmm. I think it was a whole point more. You, on the other hand. My gigantic it- huge brain. <laughs> was Actually, I didn't even see it coming. Because this is the first episode. Yeah. So I predicted with my third eye that I was going to have to put it five just in case. It was bar on the barrel. You didn't see it. I saw it. I was thinking more of how on earth do you rate that a five and underwater a six? You stand by that? No. No, no, no. Okay. Actually. (laughs) No. There's no way. There's no way you think buys a house is a worse. There's no way. No. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. No. I'd, I'd say if I could go back in time, think about it a little more, underwater, probably a five, and buy the house, I'll give it a 5.5. 5. But okay, yeah. there's no time for that. There's no time, <laughs> there's time for that. So Mr. Monk buys the house. It was just generally boring. All five points, Stanley Campbell. That's it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Lindsay rated this one her fifth episode. Wow. Yep. Oh my I thought gosh. that was interesting. Yep. This one possibly was overscored on my end mm-hmm. in the sense of it being like high expectations with it being a season premiere. However, mm-hmm. I will continue to stand by what I said that they had to deal with the death of Stanley Camel. Yeah. And I believe that they did it well, mixed it in with the crime very well. The fact that he was upset about Dr. Kroger. That's why he bought a house and all of that intertwined. Um, like I said, they couldn't have made it super funny or super sad, mm-hmm. or super action-packed, because nobody wants to think, like, the best episode is when Dr. Kroger died. Yeah. Nobody wants that. So it had to be nice, a mellow. mediocre, yeah. yeah. Not mediocre, but, like, it blends in. Yeah, like a it. nice, mellow episode. So, yeah, yeah, I will stand by that. Brad Garrett was also pretty good as the fake contractor, Honest Jake. And, of course, his pal, Honest Ramon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honest Ramon. <laughs> Great news. Ramon's getting married. <laughs> about the house. We want to know about the house. So bad. Also, it was great to see Monk branch out and purchase a house, even if it was on a whim. But <laughs> he had a whim, so that's good. That's true. That's he had a yeah. whim, finally. Okay. Next is number 14. Mr. Monk makes the playoffs. Yep. 
one two five. That's a very special number. What did it what is. did Lindsay rate it? Uh, it was Lindsay's number seven. Oh my gosh! So seven places away from ours. That is, I'm telling oh you, it's so gosh. different. It's so different. Is that not wild? I think I underscored this one. I'll be honest. Thinking back mm-hmm. on it now, you got my boy Chet. Yeah. Oh, that's true. You have you. Have, I actually like this one. You you said you didn't like it because they never get to the game. Well, I said originally when I watched it, I didn't like it because I wanted them to be at the game. And then mm-hmm. the whole thing happened in the parking lot. But now watching it back, I'm okay with the fact they don't get to the game because I know. So now I just kind of take the episode for what it is. I think it could have been more football-y. And that would have let me deal with it more. I yeah. did like the whole tailgating. I love that. I love mm-hmm. the tailgating. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. It was because it was just a part of the football experience. But if they give us just a little bit more. Yeah. Also, too, I feel like this was also towards the end. This was episode mm-hmm. 13 in yeah. the season. And so by the time it we were getting to this end, we had to, well, is it better than this one? Was it less good than this one? Yeah. So then you had to get really specific, like, okay, well, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.25. Yeah. So, like, I rated this at 8.25. I could honestly, but if this was at the beginning of the season, I could see it being, like, a 7.5. Yeah. But, again, we had to fit it in. So, uh, I will stand by what I said on this one being a great buddy comedy for Monk and the Captain, though. Yes! So much real bonding time. Yes. <laughs> and not with Natalie. <laughs> so, it was good for Monk. I wish Monk had been able to go to the game, as I pointed out, in Fight City Hall. But it still was overall good for their relationship, just in general, that they get to be together. And Stottlemyre coming around and seeing that, you know what, he is my best friend. I'm going to go down here and help him solve the case. Of The epic scene at the end with the playbook. Yeah. That was really cool. And Randy with his upside down TV and his (laughs) pizza. That was good. Um, Did you have anything else to say about this one? Yeah, the crime was a little lousy. That's it. Uh, the limo driver and he kills him and he leaves him on the chair mm-hmm. it was a little obvious mm-hmm. just a tad bit lousy but you know it is what it is mm-hmm. yeah Number i agree 14. i agree with that what i was gonna say is this episode had a bonus feature and oh. it was actually pretty good um you should go check i think someone put it on youtube i don't know how good the quality was but i watched it on the dvd before i sent it out in the mm-hmm. monk box but this was actually one of the biggest productions they'd ever done. Wow. They shot it in San Diego instead of LA. But they had 350 extras to make the tailgating and the football game. Yeah. The wardrobe department, if you think about the episode, the wardrobe department had to make all of the jerseys. Like all of those jerseys that you see, they had to make home jerseys. They're fake, right? Yeah. And visitor jerseys. So they said they had 80% were condors and then the 20% were the wildcats, the black ones. So they also cool. had to make a swag shop inside. Whenever Monk and Stottlemyre are going in and they're handing the tickets off, you can see behind there's like a concession stand and a swag shop. Mm-hmm. And they had to make even more jerseys for that. And then all the people tailgating, you can see in the special feature, like how they staged the whole like explosion and like how they were particularly laying all the things like just so just crooked. And Tony was in there like, well, I think he should be, this was a really interesting one when the guy who's uh, laying on the chair, 
Yeah, the right. dead guy. Yeah, he has like a, a wig on and everything. And Tony is over there like, well, I think he should, you know, look more slobby. Like he should have like a beer, maybe have some chips on him to make him look like, you know, he's just like a drunk partier. Yeah. And not just like laying there. Like Tony is like putting his hands on all the oh. stuff. It was pretty cool. It was really interesting. That's so sick. And so, yeah, I do recommend that uh, on YouTube. And then also if you won the Mystery Monk box, that's on your DVD. So check it out. All right. Let's go on to the next one, which is number 13. Mr. Monk and the Lady Next Door. How? This one got a 7.375. Wow. I'm looking at my rankings for everything right now. And you're way off or what? No, what? I'm just eight, eight, eight. Four eights in a row. Oh my god. You controlled gosh. it. All of these. Um, okay. So Marge. Mm-hmm. Marge is the best. She's adorable. Perfect <laughs> little old lady. Well, she's not that little, remember? She's right, up, she's right over there. <laughs> she was the perfect mix of Sharona and Natalie, mm-hmm. right? She treated Monk like a normal person. She helped him tone down his phobias, which that's really all he needs if you really think about it. That's what Trudy did for him. That's when he was happiest, when his phobias were down. And that was amazing that Marge could do that. Just so unfortunate that they took her away, but I guess, you know, to push the show along. Yeah. He ate his vegetables. He moved his furniture around. He got his little steakout scarf. Mm-hmm. Um, he oh he sticks up for Marge. He's a regular John Wayne. <laughs> Remember, he's like, I reckon he'll be bothering you. Oh anymore. yeah, <laughs> they were super sweet together. But this episode for me is definitely taken down by the egg eating thing. I thought it was a really weird storyline. I didn't like the Togo thing. Oh, I didn't I love like Togo. I didn't like Randy shooting Togo. I, I didn't funny. get it. It didn't land with me. And then, of course, the fact that Monk doesn't get the win at the end once again, and Marge leaves him. So, I rated this one a 6.75, which makes sense why it's, you know, more near the bottom. Mm -hmm. What did Lindsay say? Six. Big brain. (laughs) So, number six, that is um, She rated it. Also. Yeah. Right next to the playoffs. Yeah. Dang. Mm. So did we. Just at the bottom of our list. Yeah. This is Karay Karay. Okay. okay. I gave it a solid eight, like I did for apparently like all of them for some reason. Solid eight. <laughs> it's a solid eight. <laughs> um, I loved their little duo, fucking Mars. They're so cute. And they, um, Marge, like, what is it called? Repl- oh, replace. Marge replaced M- Monk's mom. I, I love Brandy and Togo. I don't know what you're oh talking about. Oh my gosh. About. Okay. I, that joke really landed with me. Okay. And he shoots Togo. That was amazing. I. I do agree with you. The egg, all of that egg stuff was a little weird. I thought the whole family was weird. The entire family was extremely uncalled for. Yeah. It could have been like a small joke like, oh, we just went to their their house or something. And they had to, that was, it was extra. Yeah, the only part that I liked was when Stottlemyre's like, yeah, I don't think he can even eat all those. And he's like, get the eggs. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. That was funny. I like that. Yeah, um... I did, I I love Togo and Randy, but I did not like it how Randy did not save the day. Yeah. And that's probably my biggest dislike. Yeah. Yeah. Give Randy a win. Yep. That's true. <sighs> All right. Next one is number 12. Mr. Monk falls in love. Oh, 7.5. Yeah. Okay. Noah's mad. Would you change... Because. Would you, because I know I would, would you change Lady Next Door and Falls in Love? No. Really? No. I think, I think Monk 
I think Layla, as much as, like, you don't like her, I think she's so much more intriguing. Like, the love story aspect of it is more intriguing. But then, also, just that scene with the dance. That was good. That made me cry. And Marge was very sweet, but I didn't get... They didn't... It's like, they for me, they didn't push that far enough to be like, oh my gosh, which they did for Falls in Love. So that that one scene, I mean, that one scene really, really sold that episode for me. As opposed to Lady Next Door. Because I said Lady Next Door for me was like a little filler. And it was it seemed like it was supposed to be Ugh. something more than it was. So I think Falls in Love hit that emotional string better. I so. I rated them the same. Because why wouldn't I? But I actually like Lady Next Door better. And like you said, Layla to me is just a tad bit boring. I did really love the dance scene. But I also didn't like the crime. I don't like old people. Oh. Like... Being, like I no 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 guys we know what episode was that the bully yeah when you were no, like no that's not what I meant I, I do not it. like old people twenty old people and one baby <laughs> you gotta save the baby <laughs> the baby's a baby okay sorry um falls in love his the mom doing it I did not like that I I don't like old people oh. sorry old people when <laughs> they commit crimes okay it's sad. To be clear, we bad. don't like young people when they commit crimes either, but... Okay, I didn't say that. She does you not don't, speak to me. So you don't... I don't mind young people committing <laughs> crimes. Okay, for me, and to be clear, for me, Falls in Love was 0.25 higher than Lady Next Door. So mm-hmm. not much of a difference. It's yeah. like, let's be honest about it. But it does start with Randy in date mode. Yeah. Okay? traveling, good. Traveling, dancing, zookeeper's daughter. <laughs> that was amazing. It's like... Can't think of anyone. <laughs> Thought we'd use the computer for this one, Randy. <laughs> that was a great line. Uh, but one of the most disappointing endings of all time, which brings it down. But but Marge isn't any better, really. Besides the fact that Layla was kind of mean to him and Marge wasn't really mean to him. Monk yeah. was mean to Marge first. But again, we're talking 0.25 difference. I was more intrigued and more hurt by it, which to me made it more of an important episode than The Lady Next Door. So Yeah. Monk getting a crush is adorable and ultimately can't get over Trudy in the end, which is Yeah. Which is sad, but also Trudy is his love, so you're like Oh Don't do it, Monk. Don't go with her. <laughs> I don't care. I think Monk But God forbid Natalie even talk to Steven. Yes. Or Julie talked to, what's his name? name? Also Steven? Also (laughs) Jeff. It's Clay and Tim. Tim. Clay and Tim, yeah. They're my girls, but Monk isn't my girl. (laughs) I'll be honest. Monk's not your girl? What the heck? (laughs) Okay. All right, let's go to the next one, which is number 11, Mr. Monk Takes a Punch. 7.75. I? Mm. Did you rate this one wrong? I rated this one very wrong in my opinion. Okay. I think so. Because, you know, you got Kevin Dorfman's birthday track to Monk's leg, whatever it gives out. Oh, <laughs> he pulls a hammy or, yeah, yeah. Like 10 yards in. Okay. Super Monk. Oh, whenever the, the bomb in the punching bag. That was the you very that beginning scene. Yeah, you I liked, liked that. that. This is my last case. This is not your last case. You weren't there. <laughs> What's this? An application? Monk, you're not going on welfare. If you go on welfare, I will shoot you. <laughs> What's Natalie going to do? She's going to go on We'll be welfare buddies. 
So you think you rated this one wrong? You rated it too high or too low? I think I rated it a little too high. Oh, this okay. one is comedy for me, but the crime... Do you even remember what the crime was? I don't. I can't it was the. It was complicated. It was the guy who had filmed the deodorant commercial... They had filmed a deodorant commercial in his house and he had oh, stolen art hanging up. So he tried to kill Ray Regis so they would never air the commercial. Oh. And yeah, so it was very twisted, but also very non-memorable. And that's what, whenever we were doing the episode, I was like, this episode's not very memorable. And then you were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you'd say that. And then you had rated it lower and you were like, oh, I didn't know you were going to rate it so low. I think I should give it a nine. And I was like, whoa. You can't give it a nine. And I said, but if you, you sound like you like this episode a lot. If you want to give it an eight, I'll let you. And he said, okay, I'll do that. I'll give it an eight. And then now you're saying. No, I'm an idiot. I I think I rated this one a little too high. But honestly, I think I rated Takes a Punch. I think for me, this was a Mm 7.5. I I liked it better than Falls in Love. It was funny. I agree. It was but you didn't like it better than the lady next door. No. But you rated it the same. So Yeah, I would put no. Lady Next Door eleven, falls in love thirteen, and takes a bunch of twelve. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, Lindsay rated this one. This is her number fourteenth episode. Mm-hmm. So number fourteen, number eleven. Not 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 too bad. Okay, number nine and number ten are a little confusing because they're a tie. Yeah. But we don't know really what to put above each other it's not an obvious one like underwater uh, like underwater and by the house so we're just gonna we're just gonna hash it out right now okay are you ready candace what if we have the same like then we won't hash it out we'll just agree on it frick yeah i didn't think about this wait a minute you want to tell them the episodes the episodes are bully and other brother candace rated the bully higher and i rated the other brother higher this is true I rated him a 8.5 for the bully and a 7.5 for the other brother. I I mean, I know what I would say, but I like you said. I, okay, okay, okay. One is bully, two is other brother. Put it behind your back. And we'll spin our spinny chairs. Okay. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Okay, good. Okay. Okay, because I just want to take some punch you. <laughs> <laughs> about to take some punch me. Okay, number 10. Is Mr. Monk and the Bully. Yeah. With Candace rating it higher than I did with an 8.5. And me rating it an 8. Evens out to an 8.25. Duh. And Candace, what did you like about this one? Okay. Julie Bowen. That mm-hmm. gives it a lot of brownie points. I and agree. talking about the other brother, Steve Zahn gives that one brownie points. So I think, I know I'm mixing these two, two together, but... I think Steve Zahn carries his episode more than Julie, Julie Bowen, Bowen carries, carries hers. hers. So that's, to me, that's where my logic is coming in. Oh. Right? So, love her. The twin thing was certainly unexpected after seven seasons I of know. Monk. So finally. it was a great twist that they finally used it. Yes, I actually really liked I it. I loved the aunt and the aunt. The fingernails. Giddy Monk with his photo cube from Nana. His spoon trick. His little fake happy hands. Got the flower in his pocket. We had a good Natalie scheme where mm-hmm. she's like, we take our pictures. She's like, one, two, three. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Monk was just so happy with his, with his pro bono come up in. <laughs> still not a super memorable one for me, mm-hmm. but I like it. I still like it yeah. for sure. Um, I don't know if it deserves an 8.5. TBH. I don't. I, 
I really? Yeah. I mean, again, this was one at the end, guys. So I'm trying to fit it in. You know what I mean? I'm I trying think, to fit yeah. it in between all the things. So I think it's sitting pretty at number ten. I like that. Yeah. Um, I loved, you know, Joey Bowen. So you know what? <laughs> D. Carpel, Carwheel by proxy. <laughs> I told you it was twins. Randy, you always <laughs> say it was twins. <laughs> Natalie Teeger, designated handshaker. Um, and they did the twin thing. Yeah, that was awesome. Yep. Also boring. <laughs> okay, very you know what? No, this is mind-blowing. Are you ready for this? Lindsay, how did she rate it? It is her number 10 episode. What? What? And the episode she rated underneath, right underneath, is Other Brother. So she Wait, chose the bully over other brother. <gasps> How dare one she? One spot. And we just chose the other brother un- over the bully by one spot. She's about to get takes a punch. <laughs> I, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, oh no, she's going to get takes a punch. Okay. So that leads us to our number nine episode, which is Mr. Monk's other brother. Yay. Scored exactly the same. Mm-hmm. 8.25. I scored 7.5. Noah scored it a nine. Definitely, definitely not my favorite storyline that mm-hmm. I, I, that they have chosen to take. I don't think that they should have even done it. I don't think it was necessary. But Jack Jr. is an absolute riot, and you cannot deny that. I agree. The begging and the pleading, hand to God, it's too much. Then his mother calls, his, his <laughs> quote, his mother calls, why? <laughs> the orphanage in Quebec. <laughs> the stolen watch and he's like hand to god and he's like what is that and he's like what nothing <laughs> the bonding that they do over the movies when they're watching a movie is really sweet when steve zahn's crying in the hallway and he's like what would you think your pen pal thought you were a prowler <laughs> they shared a lot of really good moments and it is good that Monk does have family after all, even if it is Jack. So, that okay. Was... My lights are for old times' sake. We don't have any <laughs> old times. There's a gun in here. Take my word for it. Uh, Jack being smarter than he let on. Yeah. He was very smart. The photos, right? When he's figuring out yeah. the photos, like, these mm-hmm. photos are wrong, uh huh. Yeah. The Monk brothers. Yes, lovable rogue. He's such a lovable, lovable rogue. Um, hand of God, of course. Did I wake you up? No. All the noise you're making <laughs> woke me up. <laughs> oh gosh, yep. And there was no Randy. That was a dislike. Oh, that was <laughs> yeah. <not> a <laughs> and there was no Randy. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> so yes, Mr. Monk's other brother is our number nine episode, and that means that we are in to our top half episodes mm-hmm. usually this is about the time where we get into really good ones and i get really excited and this season is no exception i really really like this next episode what is it noah mr monk and the magician mr monk and the magician what's the score 8.375 that is very specific yep. candace rated it at 8.75 and i rated it an 8 because of course I did. <laughs> solid A, guys. Candace was in love with this one. I really, really, <laughs> really like this episode. If, I mean, Kevin Dorfman, Ham to God. 
the magician drug dealer. Yeah. I was just so excited from the start because of the magician drug dealer. Kevin's family being just like him. Yes. His will. Oh, yep. Whenever he's talking in his will and he just keeps talking. And Craig so or sweet. Greg? It's Craig. <laughs> it's so sweet. Mm-hmm. It's okay. She can touch the bunnies. No, she cannot. <laughs> <laughs> Abracadorfman, you son of a... <laughs> you know what? B. <laughs> We're going to mix those together. Abracadorfman, you son of a... You know, B. Yeah. Um. And my... Biggest dislike is Kevin dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Kevin dying. I, of course, really, really like this one. Kevin dying was really sad, but not too terribly sad that it was like, a re- again, like it wasn't a really sad episode, but it was sad enough to make it important yeah. to the storyline and a, a case that you really needed Monk to solve. Mm-hmm. And Kevin's horrendous magic. <laughs> so funny. And as I mentioned already, of course... I really, really, really like the magician, Stephen Valentine. So I think he was an excellent foe for Monk, the best we've seen since episode two. And his magic was really, really cool. Was impressed by every single trick. And of course, I think the magic added to the mystery. Mm-hmm. Monk is a mystery show. The magic is its own mystery. And the two of those combined, it could have been very, very gimmicky. And I think it was a very... I think it was darker mm-hmm. darker than being and even even with Abraka Dorfman as goofy as Kevin was it was like that was their play like that was their play time to be like oh look how goofy magic is but the real magician brought the magic yeah so, oh that's good yeah so I like it I think I should have scored this one a nine mm-hmm. personally I think I should have scored it a little bit higher yeah not sure that would have mattered in the scheme of our ranking but Miss Lindsay this is her number three episode. Wow. Yep. I think it's pretty well deserved. It's it is. I think so. Okay. I, I I you know what something I don't give it enough props for is the villain. Not really the main villain, but the sidekick. She actually thinks about what she's doing. Tanya. Tanya. Yeah. She thinks about it. She's like, oh, do I really want to do this? Kill another man or whatever. And she ends up trying to help Bunk. Yep. And he screws it up. But yes. <laughs> Okay, our next one is number seven, Mr. Monk Gets Hypnotized. And this one scored an 8.5. Solid eight. I gave it a solid eight. Mm -hmm. You gave it a nine. I feel like this is a love it or hate it, but also most people love it, if that makes sense. For me, some of the comedy didn't land with like his summation, his weird summation thing. It kind of gave me like Alice Cooper vibes, which again is really funny. But at first impression, I didn't enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of sticks with me as we talk about it and we laugh about it and stuff. It gets me more on board with it. But just that like first impression, I don't like it. Yeah. So. I agree. I, it was just, we already talked about it. Yeah. All of his quotes, you know, she's a liar, it's not a liar. Everything. It was, oh my gosh, I did not know that was a thing. I just sank. But yeah, the biggest dislike for me is there wasn't an ounce of growth. They could have really been, like, at the mm. end, whenever the birds are there, and he's like, I don't get it. He could have been like, that's not that bad. You know? Mm. I feel like we could have given him a little bit of growth. Yeah, but again, that means the hypnosis worked, and I don't like that. <laughs> that would defeat the whole purpose of the episode. Well, I mean, 
Or maybe maybe he goes at the end to Dr. Bell and they have a session and he makes him realize like yeah. he, he helps him with something that like maybe he learns a lesson from doing the hypnosis, but not that the hypnosis itself is what helped him. Mm-hmm. Like you see, you don't need that to to be happy or you know what I mean? Something yeah. like that. That would have been good. I'll give I you that agree. one. I agree. Yeah, that's okay. good. Or Natalie maybe talking to him about it. Something, yeah. yeah. So, of course, Monk being hypnotized was obviously one of the highlights of the season. It is super, super funny. All the crazy things we've mentioned so far. My favorite always is Hoppy. And the whole <laughs> scene, though, in the police station where he calls her facelift. He's yeah. tape, scotch taping his face. His no TV theory. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way she could have lived out there for three days with no TV. She would have <laughs> died. <laughs> and girls can't beat up boys. It's a scientific fact. <laughs> And you're stupid. You're all stupid. And I'm running away to France with me and Hoppy. <laughs> He's not stupid. Hilarious. We also had Disher McGum. Mm. However, the crime was lacking. And the 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 plan the plan was alright. Yeah. Like that you do you remember that what that was, right? Where her she acted like she was locked up in the cabin. And then she, like, went back to her own house, killed her husband in the rug, wrapped him up, stepped on the piece of gum, and then took him back to the mm-hmm. cabin and then acted like she escaped. It was all right. It wasn't, it wasn't a terrible plan. Like, if you did that in real life, like, kudos. Like, that's yeah. a pretty good, well-thought-out plan. But it just wasn't super interesting mm-hmm. on TV. I don't know why, but it wasn't. Also, very good performance by Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So... All right. I think, you know what? I think we could have done something a little more similar to Colt from last season. Was it last season? It was, yeah. Yeah. I think we could have done something a little more similar where he does, like you said, have a breakthrough with Dr. Bill. Yeah. I think we deserved it. But it's all right. Yeah. I see that. Okay, next is... Number six, Mr. Monk and the Genius. Okay, so 8.75... I give it a 9, and Candace gave it an 8.5. Yeah. I think I may have underscored this episode. What gets me the most every time is... Well, I say every time. This time that I watched it and scored it, that ending was so abrupt that I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this episode being better. And so I scored it, like, immediately scored it, boom, lower. I was like, that ending was rough. But it still is a really good episode. Like, mm-hmm. I do get excited to watch this one. The Genius is really good. Just like The Magician. Yeah. A very, very good foe. I really like The Genius in general. Mm-hmm. I... It was just a little gimmicky. And then, like you said, me and you both took off, like... I'm pretty sure my entire point that I took off was straight... The ending. Because of the ending. Yeah, because it was good. Yeah, it was. it was a very good, you know... You see Monk at his breaking point. He's planning the evidence. He just cannot beat this guy. And the, it just ends. Yeah. And the, yeah, because he figures out they swapped. He What did he do? They swapped the headstones, right? Because mm-hmm. I thought he swapped the bodies and I was dumb. He swapped the headstones yeah. to make it look like his wife was someone else. So mm-hmm. they would dig her up or whatever. And it just happened so fast. Yeah. They did it. Here's what happened. It was wrong. And it was like the first 20 minutes. And then at the end, they didn't do another one. To correct it, and then the episode was over. So yeah, mm-hmm. but again, I I think we were much more generous to the later episodes. Yeah, I mean, I know you gave this one a nine, but as far as like comparing them, I think we were just more generous towards the end and giving more like eight point seven fives, eight point fives. When this one was all right, so I think I probably should have scored it higher. The idea of the victim 
pre-paying for her murder investigation is really good. That was super intriguing. I love that, yeah. That was really good. And then she dies and you're like... Yeah, and then Monk feeling so personally connected to her. Yeah. Because he promised her, like, I will solve your murder. So that's super good. And again, Genius, one of our top villains. Uh, We learned what a geep was. (laughs) And that Julie could do some hardcore flirting. She could. Oh my god. Yep. And then let's see what Lindsay rated this one. Oh, so Lindsay rated this as her number nine episode. I mean, it's pretty close still. Yeah. It's pretty close. Like, yeah. It's give or take. But her the hypnotized one was her number two episode. So, and we rated that number seven. That's a yeah. pretty intense difference. I agree. The next one is number five, Mr. Monk gets Lotto Fever. Oh, I was going to This do... one is an 8.925. This one, I love this episode. It is one of my faves that I recall on being a favorite episode. And I watched it again and it did not disappoint. I love Natalie getting the spotlight for once. And then Monk being jealous of her is so funny. I know a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, Monk is so mean. Like he's so petty, whatever. It's funny. Mm -hmm. Monk being jealous is hilarious. And Natalie's diva status is off the charts. Yeah. Right? Do Do you remember the scene? She's like, uh, she's like, did you get my email about my idea? He's like, what? Like, all the fan letters I've been getting. I thought we could read a few of them on air. Well, I don't think we really have time for that. Sure, we have time. I'll just pick the lot of numbers faster. <laughs> well, you see, Natalie, the show's about the numbers. That's how people are watching. Is that really what you're hearing? Because that's not what I'm hearing. <laughs> it's so bad. She is just... She goes from sweet Natalie, who just wants her paycheck, to... Control freak diva <laughs> who gets a guy fired. Oh my gosh. I hated that. She felt bad though. Yeah. She was just, she was being her diva self. And then once it was like real to her, oh, I got fired. I got someone fired. She was like, yeah. oh my gosh. No, 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 no. Don't, please don't do that. Please don't do that. Like she totally switched her attitude. Yeah. So I think it was, she learned a lesson. As soon as it happened, she was like, no, I didn't know this actually was like consequences to my actions. I was just being that way. Mm-hmm. So. Also, whenever Stottlemyre wins the lottery, and Monk is like, everybody always leaves me. Everyone's leaving. And then he's like, I won. I won. And he's like, are you going to leave me too? Or he, what is it? he says, like, are you going to quit? And he's like, are you kidding me? I quit 30 seconds ago when the 54 <laughs> popped out of the drum. Randy, do you still have those student loans? Not anymore. And Randy's like, yes. <laughs> All right. Oh, I just saw that. Lindsay had this as her, like, what is that? 16, 15, 14, 13th episode. <gasps> 13th. I love this one. Lindsay. Oh. oh, she probably doesn't like my favorite part. Natalie and Monk are at odds. That's my favorite yeah. part. I love when they fight. <laughs> so That's amazing. I, I love when their relationship is put to the test mm-hmm. in a funny way or a serious way because they always make it through it. So I think. There's an episode we have coming up that's like this that I really like. So this is definitely one of my favorites for sure. So I'll let you say what you have to say and then. Okay. You guys know that the beginning of episodes always sell it for me or sometimes they don't. But, you know, punching bag, all that. But this one really did sell it for me. An actual oh. attempt at not getting murdered. Yep. I, I was so that. proud. She's running. And her, did she take her heels off? No, she didn't. She kept running. She was really fast. She was really fast in her heels. She like jumped the gate or something. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I was so proud. And then the guy jumps it right after her and you're like, dang it. 
Yeah, but I was I was very proud because I'm pretty sure in what was it, the Naked Man or something. Oh yeah, when, he, when they're just not running. It, yeah, she's like well. buzzing and she's like, "Help, let me in! Help, let me in!" Yeah. And she's buzzing the thing and then the Angela just comes up behind her and yeah. tries to kill her. Yeah, it's like yeah. what? Just run! Ugh, I don't know. Um, I thought Nat was getting makes a friended. I totally yep. was off track. I was proud of that. Malcolm. Oh my gosh. I loved Malcolm. Yeah, he was good. Um, <laughs> really shotgun in there, huh? <laughs> he left just like that. <laughs> uh, Natalie going crazy. Yeah. Biggest dislike. Julie somehow being 17 already? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So true. <laughs> okay. What is our next ones? This is another one. This is another back-to-back tie. Number four, Mr. Monk and the Miracle. With then strong nine. Strong nine. Always impressive. Strong nine. Yep. Um, With Candace rating in N9. Yep. N9? A9. And me rating it. Nine. A and nine. <laughs> A and nine. <laughs> this is a pretty good episode in my opinion. I think it deserved that strong nine that it got, mm-hmm. right? I think it's one of the better Christmas episodes. I really like the bums protruding as it were. <laughs> We're invisible to <laughs> they don't see us. It's so funny. Um the mustache swap is so epic. Mm-hmm. And the summation that we forgot to talk about. Where there where Natalie is like they went to the thing and the... Oh. No, we totally didn't talk about that. I actually hated that. Oh, you did? Didn't we say we hated it? I don't think we talked about it. I didn't know Because afterwards that. on YouTube, people were commenting in the comment section and saying, oh, the Natalie being a monk was hilarious and we didn't even talk about it. Huh. They did miss out on the good title, though. Mr. Monk and the Monk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We also never discussed something else. Which was that this was the episode that Tony submitted for his Emmy nomination. Mm, yep. Did we talk about that? I think we did. We didn't talk about it during the episode. Because oh, we had hyped yeah. it the episode before and we were like, oh, the next episode is going to be his Emmy nominated episode. Mm-hmm. And we never talked about it. But he definitely should have done Gets Hypnotized over this. Yeah. this That was a strange choice. I wonder what his thought... I don't even re- remember him standing out in this episode. I wonder what the choice was behind that. Okay. Um, I loved homeless people make their own gravy. <laughs> so dumb. The ne'er do gooders. <laughs> Randy, he's just the captain. Yes, he was. He was That's the captain. Amazing. It was good. That was really good. Um, Bug solving the case from within the car. Yes. <laughs> Protruding, as it were. Uh, what did he say? They call me books or something? Uh, the professor. They call me the professor. Uh, it's probably because Julie he likes to read books. It's because I eat books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There's also the fountain. And I think it was a good, it was a good, like, mystery. Yeah. But then the, oh, also you think the overall about plot hole yeah. was just huge. Like, also, my plot hole in that was... How long was he going to do that for? Like, forever? So yeah. the Miracle Fountain would forever be a miracle, and then it would stop. And then also our other big plot hole was that he was the doctor, 
he was the only doctor prescribing medicines and like bad medicines, yet other people were throwing away their medicine, not only his patients. Because yeah. didn't he say most of these bottles yeah. are? Yeah. He didn't say all, all of these of bottles. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay, so now we're on our number three episode, which is... Mr. Mr. Monk Fights City Hall. What'd you think about this one, Candace? Okay, this one... Finale. Yes, this one got an 8.5 from me and a 9.5 from you. Mm -hmm. So, I think I liked the Miracle one... Maybe a bit better, but not really definitively enough mm-hmm. to, like, really put up a fight about it, to be honest. Uh, it was a good season finale. It wasn't the best, but it definitely wasn't the worst one. Monk fights for Trudy and yeah. for the parking garage, which was really good. But I do think that it was sad that he didn't get to keep the garage. So, the adult was super dumb, but super funny. Monk flirting with her was absolutely hilarious. Harold wanting to know who Dr. Bell was and his ridiculous prayer about a city council vigilante. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Not too bad of an episode, really. Had the hot dogs. Also, the really intricate case about the councilwoman needing the pregnant pee. Mm -hmm. That was pretty good. It it was pretty good. I like this one. It made me set down my notes. Relax. That, that's what I know. It's a very good episode. Whenever I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to take notes. And then I don't. I get lost in the episode. And that's what makes a great episode. It was a great idea for a plot and some good execution to go with it. I I really, really like this one. And the biggest dislike I have was it B12, B15, <laughs> B5, B2. They switch up all the Bs. And some Trudy plot holes. <laughs> some big Trudy plot holes. Yeah. It's so weird because, if I'm being honest, like, there's other episodes that I liked more than this that it's weird that this one ended up in the top yeah, three. Yeah, I agree. Like, I like, I could probably find some from above the top five. The Magician. The Magician. Mm, genius. Lotto Fever for me. Yeah. Genius. Genius, yep. Even, like. Even gets hypnotized. Other Brother kind well, of does it for I'm... me. I, well, yeah. yeah no, 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 no. I, I think. Pretty much the magician hypnotized genius Lotto Fever. And then I was like, eh, about the miracle. The miracle. The miracle, I feel like, could move down. We both get, I think we were feeling the Christmas spirit. I know. Or something. I don't know. It's really not a bad episode. I just, I'm not, I'm kind of shocked that these are the yeah. three and four. I so. like our top five, but it could be a little bit modern. I like our top eight. I like, I yeah. like collectively our top eight, but you our. Can switch those around. Yeah. 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 I agree. I will say, though, I'm excited for our final two episodes. So excited to talk about these. Okay. Number two is... Mr. Monk's 100th case. All right. 9.75. 9.75. Candace rated it a 10. I did. And I rated it a 9.5. I think I gave it 0.5 off because of... What was it? What, you rated you no. I think you originally rated it like an eight. Yeah, and, and then I got something. you up to a nine point two five or something, and then I was like, "Well, I mean, you don't have to rate it point two five. You can rate it a nine if you want." And I was like, "Or you can just go ahead and rate it nine point five or something." And you were like, <laughs> "Okay, nine point five. So I kind of Mr. Monk and the bullied you into it, but I just, I think I think I did well. 
I in think I took making off you. the point five because of the actress girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Force of habit. Force, Force of habit. Golly, <laughs> the worst. I'm not going to defend her because that was a pretty dumb joke, but... Like the police officers and stuff, like to to them, they're used to like hearing gunshots. So to them, like a force of habit is like someone shoots, you pull out a gun. Yeah. Right? Like you pull out your gun. Normal people, force of habit, they hear a gunshot, they duck for cover Mm -hmm. or they run. For her, when she hears a gunshot, she's like, action. And she falls down. You know what I mean? So it's like as stupid as it is, it's like it actually kind of makes sense because- you do have a force of habit when you hear a gunshot. What do you do? Yeah. And she falls down and dies. <laughs> so, anyways, you guys know how I feel about this episode. James Novak, my man Eric McCormick, the vampire. Which the both of, both of these were my he's the guy, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, my favorite he's the guy and my favorite side character. Randy's girlfriend was pretty funny to me. Ambrose. Hal. Oh, the farmer. I saw the farmer in Kevin Can Wait yesterday. Mr. Monk visits a farm. Oh, really? I saw the farmer, yeah. And, wow. Yeah, he was a security guy. Like, the Kevin James has his own security company, and then he's a rival security company. What? And he plants a bug in Kevin's office and stuff. It was a good, <laughs> it was a good episode. And I was like, oh, that's the farmer. <laughs> and we also have the father, mm-hmm. Howie Mandel. We have Angela Kinsey, Harold Crenshaw, Joey Crenshaw. And Monk gets all the glory whenever they do the whole In Focus episode on him. Yeah. It was a great way to honor Monk, the character, and the TV show. I absolutely love this episode. Cannot say enough about this one. Amazing. You just kind of stole all my thunder there. I'm not going to lie. Well, I feel bad, but also I don't because I am so passionate about this episode. (laughs) I feel like you're going to be passionate about the next one. I am. So I had to take that one. Okay. Obviously, I'll, I'll do the small stuff. 2020 vibes, like literally oh, yeah. just document, d- documentary. Stoddy yeah. um, and the boys are all changing the channel to watch <laughs> the game. Monk vacuuming the vacuum and then vacuuming the vacuum and then vacuuming the vacuum. <laughs> um, what else do you do for him? What else do I do? How long is your show? <laughs> what else? How long is your show? That's good. Ambrose, of course, Marcy, everyone, uh, beautiful. I love that. Oh, I think you missed uh, Tony's wife. Oh my gosh, I did. You're Tony's right. Tony's wife. Um, and I'll tell you something about Judge Waxman. She's never been in love. <laughs> so, you know, she's shooting from that perspective. <laughs> she's never been in love. So she's shooting from that perspective. <laughs> oh, man. Also, the light bulb. Remember the light bulb? And he's like, it's, oh, yeah. It's burnt out. They change it. He's like, no, it's too dark. It's too dark. And then they fix it and they look at him. He's like, yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love the the monkception with the hands and he's, all, he's looking at the TV oh, and he's solving it through the TV and he's like, go back. That film was not oh, on my- its side. Yep. And then, oh, and then my favorite clue. Whenever he catches James Novak turning on the lamp, he's like, oh. can I get some light? And he turns on the correct switch when there's like five of them. Yeah. Nobody can do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Unless you've been there a thousand times. And sometimes even then, mm-hmm. you don't you don't flip the correct switch. Yeah. So 
Very good. Love that one. <sighs> love, love, love. This is a good episode. It I'm, was. I'm okay with that being top two. Okay. All right. So let's get to our number one episode then of season seven. Number one episode is... Mr. Monk on Wheels. Okay. I rated it a 10. I'm just going to say that. It evened out to a 9.75 because Candace rated it a 9.5. Yeah. So. And, and I will say, I stand absolutely by my two 10s that I gave the 100th episode. Mm-hmm. I would give this episode like a 9.85. Yeah. I, I think, uh, for me personally, I like... Lotto Fever better than this one, mm-hmm. but this to They're me would similar. probably be 100th case. Yeah, Lotto Fever than On Wheels for me. So the problem was, like I said, I had already rated other episodes. Yeah, a little thing. I think well, maybe it was just the Lotto Fever. So I had to put it underneath. Mm-hmm. I could have given this one like yeah, like I said, 9.75, 9.85. So, but we don't have a ten this season. I know, oh, not a perfect ten. No, Mm-mm. it sucks. Yeah. Hopefully season eight. Yeah. I cannot oh. wait oh. for season eight, guys. Oh if we don't God. give the finale a, a, yeah. a perfect ten, then what are we even doing here? I know. Okay, tell us about Mr. Muck on Wheels, Noah. Mr. Muck on Wheels is just such a classic. Natalie is feeling bad the entire time. She just got the bike. She helped the guy steal the bike. I love yes. that. Nice it's, bolt cutters. It is basically just... The funniest, one of the funniest episodes this season. I, I do think Gets Lotto Fever and this one are very similar. Monk mm-hmm. and Natalie are not the best of friends in both of these. Mm-hmm. And ah, it's just so funny. You're lucky. You know who's lucky? Everyone else in this room who isn't shot. The unshot. <laughs> the great unshot. The lead free. <laughs> and it was just so surprising Monk gets shot. Yeah. It, I mean, true. that's a big shock factor for it, sure. It's yep. healed by the next episode, obviously, because it was a flesh wound, guys. It was, it was a flesh yeah. Wound. But, and his other leg is also healed. <laughs> we have the square oh tomato God. in this one. Yep. Iconic. Oh my God. Square gosh. tomato. One of the biggest things. That's like a sign of Monk. Square tomatoes. And ah, the Stoddy Monk pep talk. Yes. You're that close to losing that girl. Because, really, this is a wake-up call for Monk. He's been treating Natalie. This is really a big wake-up call that was needed, and I love this episode so, so much. Even though he didn't take it. He's like, Natalie, do you resent me? She's like, no. Of course not, Mr. Monk. (laughs) He's like, okay, that's what I told the captain. He was worried about you. He doesn't understand our relationship. Natalie, Natalie, what are you doing? You're dropping stuff all over the ground. I know, Mr. Monk. I'm sorry. (laughs) I can't. As he sips on his straw under his umbrella. It's amazing. <laughs> okay, so I love when Monk is at Oz with his assistants. I've said it before. And this episode definitely delivered in that department. Mm-hmm. Whiny Monk is so over the top and hilarious. <laughs> the great unshot, the square tomato, the bike squad. Yeah. Gotta get the, the bike squad on it. <laughs> nice bolt cutters, all of the wheelchair shenanigans. The karma chips. Oh, yeah. With guac. <laughs> with guac. Your cousin's a former cop shooter. <laughs> he used to shoot cops? No. He shot someone who used to be a cop. Why didn't you just say that? That's what I said. It's so good. I've been saying this. I don't know why this is not 
a famous line at all. She's like, push me over there into that wall. Plan on staring at it for two weeks. <laughs> She's like, okay, nope, going over here. My checkbook is up there. Can't seem to reach it. <laughs> Sewing. Oh, the solid gold basket. Oh, Randy's there. Solid gold basket. And he's like, okay, Randy, I'll ask. Was the basket made out of gold? No, it was just a regular basket. <laughs> Do you remember Mrs. Corinne? Mrs. Corinne. She says, oh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Corinne. She's pushing Monk and he's like, oh, what, did you get her shot too? <laughs> oh, God, okay. The Monk's in hands when she, he makes her turn the chair. Why can't you just turn your neck? <laughs> Natalie, I have to do it this way. Oh, my God. <laughs> We have to go to the Mountain Deli and then down to the Valley Pharmacy and then up to the Hilltop Dry Cleaner. Mr. Monk, can we just combine both of those? <laughs> nope. You got me a death trap and then you got me another death trap was worse than the last death trap. Then, of course, Monk comes around in the end and Natalie shoots him again. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh. okay. Also, it's a really good, like, old school monk type of plot with a mm-hmm. bike lock and everything. I really liked Bl- Bradley Whitford. You like the voice actress lady. Yes. This episode is chock full of fantastic scenes from start to finish. And I can definitely see how this is our number one episode this season. I agree. So good. I agree. So good. All right, you guys. That's a wrap. That is a wrap. A wrap up. A wrap, some would say. Season seven. Season seven wrap up. Guys, we're going into our final season. I'm so excited. I'm halfway sad and halfway excited, but mostly excited. We'll get sad later. (laughs) Okay, guys. Um, Oh my gosh, we didn't say what Lindsay had rated her top episodes. Let's hear it. Mr. Monk on Wheels, our number one episode, was her number 15 episode. (gasps) Oh! Yes. And her number one episode was The 100th Case. Understandable. So we weren't far off with that, but on wheels. So she must not like when Monk and Natalie don't get along. Yeah. Because she put on wheels and Lotto Fever towards the very bottom. Dang. So. What about City Hall? Eighth. But we, we kind of said that. We could personally, at the end, we kind of admitted yeah, like, yeah, our top we, could move, yeah. we could move that one down. Like above, yeah. below the magician, but she put it like below the miracle house, buys a house, lady next door, and playoffs. Totally ooh, swamped. Ooh. It makes my skin crawl. <laughs> Her, I'm sure she's dying inside from our list. Are you no, kidding me? That's she's like, true. what? I, the comedy factor. After she just died laughing listening to us, she has to. <laughs> She has to change. Lindsay, it. let us know what you don't like about On Wheels. <laughs> Just let us know. I mean, I, I I took a guess, but let us know. And if anybody else wants to be our list person, chosen special people for season eight, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. For season eight, make sure you submit your lists. I will save them. I will keep them, and I will see. Don't purposely try to like go crazy on me on your least favorite episodes. But I want to see. You know a mixed up kind of list so like but make make it genuine you know yeah do your own list and then also try to guess our list yeah that's true this well the sooner that you send your list in we'll know 
Yeah. Like, that you weren't just, like, copying our list. Mm-hmm. Not that you guys would do that. You're good people. You're good. We know. Unshot people. You're the great unshot. So. <laughs> the lead free. The lead free. <laughs> she talking to me? <laughs> oh All right, guys. Gosh. We're going to go enjoy some karma chips and guac. And mm-hmm. go eat some dinner. Not play with our spaghetti. Oh, that those Cheetos are good. Eat our mixed vegetables. Mm-hmm. Have a big stack of pancakes. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm saying all the foods that were in this yeah, season. Yeah, why are you saying them? I was just trying to wrap it up. <laughs> oh, what do you have to say that's clever? <laughs> Noah? Golly. Giving the people something. Okay, guys. We will see you next time for season eight. Bye, everyone. I'm so excited. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Junk Monk Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us at Junk Monk Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you want to know more about Candice, she's at Hardens and Hardhats on Instagram. And if you want to know more about me, Noah L., subscribe to my vlog, Noah Hernandez, on YouTube. Also, you can leave us a voicemail at 323-366-0477 with your questions, comments, or just to show us some love. Don't forget to catch up on Monk with Amazon Prime Video or Peacock TV. And of course, subscribe to our show. You'll thank me later.